We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner Impossible. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Draft Show. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock at pick 194. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, Maddie Lane continuing our coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, they are officially on the clock. They did trade out of a pick, uh, a fifth-round pick. I uh, acquired a fifth-round pick from the Dallas Cowboys trading out just uh, 12 picks ago, 14 picks ago. <laughs> now they are expected uh, to make a, a selection here at 194. Still some interesting players on the board. You know, I think at this point in the draft, the top talent players, probably there's something worth red flag. You know, there's a medical flag. There's a character flag. You know, we'll learn more about why some of these guys fall at this point. But I still think there's some interesting, you know, prospects available to the Chiefs here at pick 194. And still a lot of athleticism on the board. The Chiefs have definitely targeted that. Uh you know what? I'm I'm going full all the way here. Guy that I love, Demario Douglas. Wide as Liberty, super athlete, smaller guy that would play in the slot. I would absolutely love the value of selecting him here. I know what that means for the wide receiver room. He gets very crowded. He's a good football player, super athlete. Just give me that guy. I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but Raheem Jarrett for me, Zach Evans, it's kind of been the same guys for most of this. So it sure. would make, it doesn't seem like it'd make a lot of sense that she's to take them unless they just had like a BJ Thompson and a Shamari Connor that they took earlier in the day ahead of them. There's just some really good, I think there's talent left at some like skill positions here. We have seen them have a really good bead on day three of the draft. I mean, last year when we were sitting there clamoring, it was, oh, Josh Williams, we would have been cool with him. Oh, Jalen Watson. It's true. It would have been cool. Oh, Isaiah Pacheco. And they knew that they could wait and find these various spots. Maybe it is those guys. So we're looking at them. Oh, they passed on them. Maybe they didn't think that they'd be able to get them, you know, at the yeah. spots that they would. No, that's for, that's that's very true. So, I mean, I think there's definitely some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. The defensive side, I think, is getting a little bit thinner, right? I think the defensive, the defensive side is getting a little bit thinner, especially I mean, Corey Trice is still available out of Purdue, and I really feel like that his injury that he played through has to be flagged. So, and, and yes, that's that's got to be it at this point in the draft I don't I, I, the Chiefs have not been so keen on grabbing guys with medical issues like I think that's been part of their process is if if he's cleared he's cleared if he's not he's not 
they they Brett Veach isn't clamoring for a little bit of risk taking necessarily, you know, at yeah. that spot. So and and I think it's important to understand how thorough these guys are, even with the picks that you're about to see here, because we got done. You know, you heard Brett Veach's press conference talking about round seven last year. And initially, Jalen Watson wasn't on the, you know, wasn't probably going to be considered for them. He did an interview great with them at, at, at the beginning of the process. They brought him in. They talked to him a little bit more, got to know him a little bit better, felt a lot more comfortable with him the second time around and wound up taking him. So you might be a little bit like, oh, you know, maybe take a risk here. No, the, the, the same intentionality that you see with round one, you're seeing with some of these round seven guys. They pay great attention to the entirety of this class so that they're prepared not only for this draft, but when some of these guys wind up hitting and becoming quality players for free agency down the road. And it's not just free agency down the road. It could be UDFA yes. situation yeah. where they've got a certain number of guys that they need to check off their board and they're going to make sure that they get their guys in the draft. Now, all of a sudden, you've got guys that you've done a lot of work on that maybe fell out because of medicals, because of those sorts of things. Justin Ross is a prime example of that. Yeah. Falls out of the draft. They scoop him up. They feel comfortable with the medicals at that at that point. They feel comfortable with the amount of money that they're willing to give him in UDFA because that process is a bidding war. They've got to spend those sort of assets to make that happen. So Brett Veach and company have done a really good job on day three of the draft. Part of that is because of that entire process that they're nope. going through there. It is. Um, the the Washington Commanders selected right before the Chiefs here. They got uh, Chris Rodriguez, a running back out of Kentucky, coming off, and now the Chiefs are on. The Chiefs are up. The Chiefs. We are waiting on the Chiefs pick now. Not one of the running backs that I think that you know. He would have fit in, but yeah, he's not a yeah. guy that I would be yeah. clamoring so, for. So yeah, a lot of the guys that we've been talking about leading up to this that we've been talking about in you know previous shows here are still on the board. They they were able to sit. They traded back at this. You know, able to sit here and take a pick. We didn't think that Chiefs were going to end end, end this night with 10 draft picks. We didn't no. think they were, I mean, could ask. We said, you know, seven or eight. Currently, we're looking at seven or eight. The pick is in for the Kansas City Chiefs. We are awaiting the official announcement on who that is. But they have made a selection, so we are waiting for that announcement on who that actually is. But, yeah, they're going to end up with seven most likely selections when it's all said and done. Uh, in this draft, and like, I, and they feel they'll have some work to do in the undrafted free agents to add a few spots as well. Sure. But I think we kind of all had a, had a feeling that they probably weren't going to come out of here with ten picks. They do only have twenty-seven on the roster for next season as it stands, so they could, you know, there's room, there's room for guys that they really like here. But yeah, uh, for this season, trying to keep that many guys on the roster, it just doesn't. It was going to be difficult. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Please uh, continue to support KC Sports Network. We appreciate everybody uh, that has been uh, that has been hanging out with us, that has been listening to all this content, watching all this content. It means a lot. Waiting on the Chiefs at pick 194 for their selection. I could see it going a lot of different ways. There's some interesting profiles. Uh, you talk about like the tight end, Zach Coates out of Old Dominion. Did he yeah. out with Patrick? <laughs> oh, well, you have the pick, and uh, this is that one where I Praise your Alright, with the 194th pick in the 2023 Girls, NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs have selected nose tackle Keandre yes. Coburn out of Texas. Yet oh, another East-West Shrine Bowler uh, is going to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a player that we've spent a lot of time talking oh, about God. over the draft process. If you've been listening to the shows, We've been talking a lot about him. We've boxed him as early as round four to the Chiefs. This is a nose tackle yeah. that fits, that makes a lot of sense. And guess what? He is the only nose, he's the only defensive lineman currently under contract for the Kansas City Chiefs 
in 2024. This is it. He is the only de interior defensive lineman the Chiefs have under contract for 2024 right now. I love DeAndre Cober, not just from the on-field perspective, but the person himself. Yes. He is so fun. He's so he's such a fun guy, but a massive human being that is tough <laughs> to knock off the point of attack. He's going to be able to eat up space next to Chris Jones, free him up. He's not going to be moved. The KCSN draft guide comped him to Brandon Williams. Hey, whoo! where did that guy play last year? In Kansas City, a very high fit, great natural leverage because he's not this big, huge guy. I, You know, he doesn't have a ton of pass rush ability, but you don't care at this point. You need a space eater, and he is a space eater that does a little bit more than that. And I, I, this is, I love it. This might be my favorite pick of the draft. For, three, I mean, for a 330-pounder, he's got a little bit more wiggle, actually, than I think you you anticipate yeah. for a guy like that. Now, he needs the space to do it. But, I mean, like you're seeing here in these highlights, he's got some lateral agility. Like, this man can sidestep pretty good, and he's got the hands to clear it out. And then, like you said, he's a powerful, especially this lower body kind of guy. I mean, this is, don't get confused two ways about it. This is a nose tackle. Yeah. This is a nose tackle. And he's probably not even a guy that has a super high ceiling as a pass rusher at nose tackle. Correct. But you need someone to come in that can help stop the run. And it's nice that if it is a pass play that he has the ability to slip off a block and give chase after uh, a, a quarterback or something like that. So we're seeing here the leverage that he plays with, the hand technique, the power in the lower body. We absolutely love getting to talk to him and seeing him at the Shrine Bowl. He has a little bit of that, that swagger to him. He talks yeah. a little bit of trash. He yeah. wants people to know, but then he's super serious. So I, I love Challenger Coburn. I love this pick. For us, I mean, people that watched us last year understood that we really wanted Marquand Bacall, a player that we also watched Same at the Shrine Bowl mm. for the Chiefs going in. We got the social media bit going last year. Did it happen? This year, we do get our guy, though. Similar-ish player. Not yes. exactly, but similar-ish and same concept. We all really like this guy in this role. We don't have to clamor. Uh, we don't have to clamor for uh, an undrafted free agent interior defensive lineman. Look, there was a run on interior there was. those tackle types earlier in this draft. And the Chiefs sat. They just waited. You know, a lot of them fell off the board earlier in the, you know, it, it, as recently as, like, the, the, the close to the top 100 range. Like, Broderick Martin went off the off the board in the top 100, Siaki Ika. The Chiefs hold, they sit, they wait, and now they're getting a guy that I think can contribute as a rotational nose tackle, a guy that can develop and play. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he can. I think he's going to be a, a true nose tackle contributor for this football team in the in, in the duration of his rookie contract. But yeah, he's going to. I think he's going to play quick too. Like I mean, this might be a guy that plays in Nagata pretty quick here. I, I, I absolutely am in love. With, with this pick here. I do love Matty saying there, he's not useless on passing downs. He's got a little bit of push. He can bull rush a little bit there. Yeah. He can collapse the pocket a little bit there. He, he, you're not going to have to take him off the field in every single situation where, you know, it's not a true run down there. Good, good eyes. I really like the way that he plays two gaps there. That is very important. Some of Derek Nottie's best plays of his career have come with his ability to yep. lock out, even with those shorter arms, but lock out, control two gaps. Keandre Coburn is going to be able to do that for this football team. Free up Chris Jones. The defensive line had a lot of focus in this draft. This is a player that we would have been very fine with early on in this draft, in round four. I think if, yeah. if this team would have taken Keandre Coburn in round four at the NFL draft, even in that trade-up, I would have been good with it because I like the player that much. I like the character. I like what he brings to the team that much. 
they stay patient, they stay calm. We just talked about staying patient and, you know, collecting value. They definitely did it. Um, I think one of the things you got to be not concerned for, but like the biggest challenge for him going to the NFL is going to be he doesn't have the longest of arms, the, right. the 31 and a half inches. And that can be a bit of a problem when you're already operating with, a, you know, from a lower spot being a little bit shorter. So how much will he be able to sit there in the middle of a defensive line and really hold up a two gap? I don't know. So he might be a little bit more of a penetrating nose tackle. That's fine. That's something Steve Spagnuolo has oftentimes dealt with and utilized, you know, in, at the NFL level. So it's not a bad fit, but it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about that. I, this is easy because it's helmet scouting kind of too, but like you, I know you're probably going to have a lot of Texas fans going to start getting some Puna Ford type yeah. thoughts and stuff out of after him. And they're not entirely dissimilar, I suppose. I, I mean, really, I think Puna was a little bit more explosive yeah. uh, and a little bit more maybe violent, but I think Coburn's stronger. He just kind of holds up a little bit better right there, but that's the type of nose tackle I think you're getting out of him. Another high fit in the KCSN draft guide off the board to the Kansas City Chiefs. Our player comp for Keandre Coburn in the KCSN draft guide, Brandon Williams, former chief Brandon Williams. Yep. Uh, maybe even uh, a current, our future chief, uh, who knows. But this is a great fit. This is a great addition to the Chiefs yeah. uh, group. Again, this is the only defensive tackle under contract. <laughs> it is. For 2024 for the Chiefs until Chris Jones for gets taken. Yeah, for, for now. now. But um, they, they needed a guy like this, and I like that they went cheap again. You know, they, they grabbed, brought Derek Naughty back in another one-year deal. This might be the next version of Derek Naughty for this, for this defense. Absolutely. I do have a major negative for uh, John Ray Coburn here. Uh, big, um, big time. 5.22 relative athletic score yes. breaks the mold of this draft. Everybody else. <gasps> oh, no. Love oh, no. He did buck that trend. The nose tackle. The nose tackle buck the trend. Was not. It, uh, seriously, a 5.22. That's a better athlete than Derek Nottie was. <laughs> do you know, do you know what they call a nose tackle with a 5.2 RAS? A good football player? A nose tackle. <laughs> uh, do you know what they call a, a nose tackle with a good RAS? A first-round pick. An elite nose tackle. Elite I mean, player. it's like yeah. that's it is. That's yeah. really what it is. No, so, I'm I, you got to be happy I with just, that. I just at the relative athletic score part of this. I I love the pick. No, this is this cool. is a, this is a great stellar one. pick here. I think I I mean I think we all like this pick. We've been calling for it for a couple for a couple round, uh, rounds now, even yes. really. So yeah, this is this is a great pick. I think everybody in Kansas City is happy about this. Oh one. yeah, they it, should be happy. It's funny to see social media explode with joy over a nose tackle. But that speaks to how well regarded he's been in this process. We had a fourth round grade on Keandre Coburn. We were comfortable with him in the fourth round of this draft. Like I, I oh yeah, I think this is tremendous value. I'm, you know, we'll find out if you know maybe there's a small fall for him just because of positional value. And that could be the case. Uh it could be medicals. It could be or it could just be that the league didn't value him the way we do, obviously, cuz they know more than we do. But I, I think this is this is awesome. So, uh, yeah, Keandre Coburn, nice. one ninety four, Kansas City Chiefs. Look, we went to the East West Shrine Bowl. We had an interview with B.J. Thompson Ooh. ready for you when the Kansas City Chiefs picked. We have an interview with your new interior defensive lineman, Keandre Coburn. Let's go, ready for you. Let's do it after this break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Kansas City, the NFL Draft is here. It is draft week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. 
just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company, and now hosting the NFL Draft. It's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's the perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're hanging out with Keandre Coburn, the defensive tackle out of Texas. Keandre, thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. Thank y'all for having me. That's great. We're excited. We're excited to talk to you. Want to know a little bit about your background and, and how you got into football and why you love football? Um, to be honest, I was a gamer when I was growing up. I was a big rule children theater that just liked to play games. Uh, I lived in California. Also, in California, moved to Houston in fifth grade. And you know, we moved to Texas. <laughs> Texas is known for football. So my dad literally told me, you can't be in the house all day playing games with me. We both play sports and himself that. So I turned out for football. I'm not going to say I was happy about it, of course, but I, I mean, a little things where I fell in love with before, and ever since then, it's just been 
Yeah, football. I love football. I literally took that whole year after my first little little league game season, and I literally just studied football. I mean, I, I could tell you so much stuff about football in certain little ways, not everything, but tell you stuff I like and what I know. I know most of the details that you need to know and history about football teams and certain situations that never happened in football. I'll still learn to this day. What is it about football that you just love? Like, what is that? What is it about football that makes you want to do that and play it and make that part of your life? I mean, it's, it's, it's so many answers I can give you that, and it's different scenarios and different stuff I could give you right now about that. But I, I take it as it's something that I know I'm good at. Something that I know that if I work hard at it, I can really become a dominant player and I can become a good player while doing it. Something that can help me put me in position to where I can help feed my family the best way I can. Um, and they put me as in where I can go argue with people in their society in this world. Like, we go to sit at the table, a nice restaurant. Somebody asks, well, I'm not playing football. What are they doing? Hey, a lawyer or something like that. And I got something I can compete with because I'm not saying the money the same, but if you do it the right way, you can get the same money in certain ways. And I just, it's something that I just, I took pride in and I enjoyed doing since I was a kid and I, I don't want to stop playing. And this is a sport that where you also get to hurt somebody. And not saying I like to hurt people, but the same way I get to, really go on the field and then perform a lot of dominance, a lot of force and do whatever I, it takes me to do to be another human being, to make plays. It's just a fun sport and everybody in the world loves football. And who don't love football? If you don't love football, then I don't know what you like. And, you know, even though people want to say football is, you know, the soccer sport, but football, I know, is the one we throw the football in kids. That's what I love about this sport. So who's uh, been an inspiration to you, a family member, a coach, uh, throughout your, you know, football journey? Um, you know, pretty much most of my life, um, after 2016 was my, uh, I died of colon cancer in 2016. Um, she was a blessing. I'm so glad God put her in my life and the time that I had one. Um, and you know, after that, I kind of, you know, really relied on myself about a lot of things and, you know, I wish I would have had somebody at the time I really could have talked to as much as I wanted to, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of good to kind of find yourself in a way to where you, you can talk to yourself and make your decisions for yourself is the best way. But then I can say right now, if I need somebody to call right now, it'll be my coach Davis. Uh, I say my coach Davis, but coach Davis at the University of Texas, uh, Bo Davis, uh, was probably the best. He literally helped my game change so, so fast in so many ways where he put me in a position right here. And it's all thank you to him. That's a, that's a great human being. Um, great man a great coach and a, and a great person just to have me a team and i ask him about anything and i'm just so blessed to have him you mentioned you know as a player and as a person that coach Davis has been great for you what what exactly has he helped you with on the field like where has you felt like he's helped your game the most on the field he helped me find myself he helped me believe in myself he helped me see that i could be a dominant player in this sport he helped me believe that i could pass him. he helped me believe that i could stop the one he helped me believe that i could go on the field and if i really believe and i could do I could do it. And he just put belief in me. I, the fact that I saw so much energy and so much, you know, passion that he had into me, I didn't see that in myself at the time. I mean, and, and the fact that I see it, if another human being displayed as somebody else, why can I not see it? I made a lot of changes in, in my life uh, after 2012 war season. It's been up since then. Let's keep at it from her. What, uh, what do you want an opposing coach to say about you after they've got done playing you? Man, I do right there as a mom. Our work to hard to block or to play against something. Oh, you know, things like that that I really pride myself in. I go on the field, only somebody talking about how bad, you know, those type of good ways and where 
they know that they see something from me and obviously I did something back again at the time. Is there a game from your career that you could really think of that you really put your best foot forward as a player that you would direct someone to go back and watch? Oh, that's really a, a hard one. You know, I could easily argue the Bama game. Like, I play, especially the OD line, I played with so much good technique. I, I had a good defense. Hey, just with that with myself. Um, treat me. I think that game, I, I showcased a lot of, you know, playing a lot of double, playing up. Hash rushing and stuff like that, but you know, one game that I probably could say this year that I either go back and watch and to see effort I had with probably Kansas State game. Uh, you know, I you know, you will always want to have those plays you can mean forever. And the fact that you know, I went in last play of the Kansas State game where they was on a run, they were they were going down the field to try to score, score and, and take the game from us. And the play before that, uh, I kind of it was a segment where, you know, when our players out of gap and missed a sack and all that, and I was on the floor, I was tired. Oh, I, I really wanted to call out. I never liked calling out to get out of the game. I, I wonder at that moment, it was cold. It was a weird type of temperature in Kansas. I don't know, for some reason, that, that temperature and that weather just <laughs> takes your breath away. And um, I just got back in and believing in everything that Coach, Coach Davis instilled in us and how we finished as a team. And, and I just did yeah, what I do on a regular basis, just did a pass rush move, makes you know I stripped the ball out and, and – and had the game win to play for for us to win. And just for us to get the win, that's all that matters. I didn't care if I was the person that got the play. This person is. And I will never forget that. Do you think for that play, do you think you could walk me through it from you know, the moment that you guys are breaking your defensive huddle, getting lined up? What's what are you seeing? What's going through your mind as that play unfolds up until you you know the play ends? Okay, so you know, like I said, the play before that, it was a fourth down actually and I saw along um, I, I forgot his name. I don't want to say the best county but I'm going to say, you know, uh, got out the pocket and really just made a play. First down, again, I'm like, man, can't we get off the field? Because it was just four down and long. And so we get it back, and at that time, we didn't have, I don't even think we had the timeouts. I don't think we able to, you know, stop the game because they was going tempo. Kansas State was going tempo. Yeah, they hometown, they whole stadium, all that. Momentum's on their end right now. They just got the ball back and. They were going, and so I mean, we got the call. I got down. I told them, like, you know, close left, close left. I'm, I'm getting tired. tired. I get in my stance, and I just, I remember just going up to the guard end, and I just came back under. And I don't know, I just see, for some reason, like, I looked up, and everybody still had the ball in hand. I just, like, his hand, or I don't know, if his hand isn't, I mean, can't even watch it, so I can mark it down. I just reached and hit it. So I'm hitting, see on the field, and I'm trying to pick up the ball. But I look so tired, I'm going to ball, and I just kicked me. <laughs> Because that game, we had so many strip fumbles that they kept getting the ball back. We didn't cover that one fumble. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, nobody can get this game ball this time. So I kicked it, and good thing Dylan Ford was right there to pick it up, and it's still the game. That's his history. So would you have rather that play been at K-State or in shutting the crowd up, you know, pin drop, or would you rather been that at home so you could have celebrated with all your home bands? Oh, I like how it was. Because... I would be here and out of it. It just would be different. Part of where that cool picture is, and people were stood and cheering that day. But in the day, I was glad we got the million. A great old win. I think that was part of our first one that season. There's something like that, I believe. But I'm just happy with there. So you know, I could always say, you know, Kansas State. Yeah, not not that's where I did at your home. I left. It felt so good. It felt like all that. It was cool. Let's fast forward a little bit. We go through this whole long draft process and we get to draft night, you know, and your phone rings and it's that team. They tell you they, you know, team X is, they're ready to pick you. They're drafting you right now. 
What are you going to be feeling? What's the emotions going to be going through you at that point? Man, you know, I don't know if I'm going to cry. I'm going to get up, scream. I'm going to yell. I'm going to just be so blessed because I'm just going to take a moment and pray to God. Pray to my heart. And, and I'm going to just thank her. All the positions that she put me in, and I'm just thank God for everything He has done for me, and just like I finally made it. And this is not done there yet, but then I'm probably gonna kiss my girl, kiss and kiss her belly because I'm, I'm having a child, and then she's pregnant right now. Probably kiss my mom, you know. Well, I'm not kissing my dad on the cheek, I kiss my dad on the cheek probably before he gets another ball here. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I've been asking myself that too. I don't know. You know, I really know cry. So if I do cry, I mean, that just shows how much love that I have for his support, the fact that. I got picking. I, mean, I got picked. So and I'm just gonna be blessed to, at the end of things. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Thank you. All. That was new Chiefs defensive tackle Keandre Coburn speaking to KC Media for the first time uh, at the East West Shrine Bowl. You got to hear what it would be like for him uh, the moment that he is drafted. You know, he's expecting a child. We'll find out if he's had that <laughs> child already. But uh, he's a Kansas City Chief. The call came. And it came from an 816 number. Your new defensive tackle, Keandre Coburn. Love it. Love the pick. Love the individual. Fun player to root for. Oh, yeah. Easy player to root for. I am a big fan of nose tackles, obviously. <laughs> um, and this guy has been on my list for a while. Like, yep. would, have, would have been one of my daydream dream guys old, before we even started all this. Happy to get him in round six. No, I mean, I think so. I think we all are. I think we all know if, like, that was just a... Uh, it was a pick that a lot of Chiefs fans were coming into this day, not even this day, but the entire draft, thinking he makes a lot of sense at this point in time. You, you, we watched up down there when we were in Las Vegas, the Shrine Bowl, and he's making plays down there. Watch text. It's hard not to see him just stand out as this run stuffer or as this guy's getting into the backfield. So, so much fun to bring him in here. I think there is a, a path to him to compete for a role almost immediately or super early on, which is not something that I think a lot of the draft picks here have a great opportunity to. He might have one of the most direct paths to early playing time in week one. And I think that's a credit to Brett Veach. I don't think there's been a ton of nose tackles going off the board the same way that they were earlier in the draft. Yeah. Uh, so there was a clear run on nose tackle types earlier. It In the third round, Chiefs waited out and wind up getting a really quality player in Keandre Coburn, the nose tackle out of Texas. Well, I would have put him in that same tier with a lot of those guys. I really yeah, would have. No. He, he's floating around that same tier. Chiefs wait a full day later and get the guy. Uh, and, uh, most importantly, guys, um, we have a tie. The draft draft is tied between Matthew Lane and Craig Stout. Oh, let's go. Both At of the them top. have now picked one player that they believe the, the Chiefs will select. I am currently over, but that's okay because <laughs> I feel great celebrating Keandre Coburn out of Texas, the new interior defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.